0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: To the Lord. It's really amazing how stiff-necked people can be, isn't it? Even as their sin is bringing destruction into their life, and their life is in complete ruins, they still refuse to repent. They still refuse to turn to God. And you know people like that. They know that what they're doing will lead to God's judgment, and yet they continue in it anyway.
0: Each day is filled with choices. Some are simple, like choosing your clothes for the day. Others are more complicated, such as choosing your profession or where you purchase a home. No matter what choices you make, there are consequences that follow, whether good or bad. In the message today, Pastor Dan will urge you to consider eternity when it comes to choosing who you will follow. Will you follow Jesus, or will you follow the world? You might not notice immediate repercussions, but the world will eventually lead to disappointment and separation from God. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 37, for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: As I've mentioned previously in our study of the book of Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah is not written in chronological order. It it jumps around throughout Judah's history. And so now when we come to chapters 37 to chapter 44, take us back to the final days of the kingdom of Judah as Jerusalem is under attack, just before it falls into the hands of the Babylonians. So at this point, Jeremiah the prophet has faithfully preached God's word for over 40 years to the people of Judah. He's warned them. He's warned the people of Jerusalem about the Babylonians, that they will lay siege to the city and destroy it. And he's been telling the people for 40 years, and now those prophecies are being fulfilled. You know, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, the Lord says, you will know if a prophet really speaks the word of God, if what he predicts comes to pass or not. And what Jeremiah predicted is coming to pass now. The Babylonians are outside the city. They're attacking the city. And it proves that Jeremiah really is a prophet of God. And yet, the people continue to harden their hearts to God. They refused to listen to Jeremiah. They refused to listen to his message. They refused to repent and turn back to the Lord. So that's the scene here. Again, the Babylonians are outside the city of Jerusalem. They're attacking the city. People in the city are trapped in the city. Verse 1 says, Now King Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, reigned instead of Coniah, the son of Jehoiakim, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, made king in the land of Judah. So this is Zedekiah. He's the last king of Judah before the destruction at the hands of the Babylonians. Uh, historians place this chapter about a year or less from the final destruction of Jerusalem. So we're in the final, final months, the final year of Jerusalem and Judah before it's destroyed verse 2 says but neither he nor servant nor his servants nor the people of the land that would be the people outside of Jerusalem that live out in the land gave heed to the words of the Lord which he spoke by the prophet Jeremiah even with the city under siege even with the land Conquered by the Babylonians. People are trapped in the city of Jerusalem. At this point, the Babylonians have cut off their, their food supplies, so the people that are in the city are starving. There's, there's a famine in the city. There's a famine in the land, just as Jeremiah said would happen, and yet the people would still not give heed to the Lord. It's really amazing how stiff-necked people can be, isn't it? Even as their sin is bringing destruction into their life and and their life is in complete ruins, they still refuse to repent. They still refuse to turn to God. And you know people like that. They know that what they're doing will lead to God's judgment, and yet they continue in it anyway. And they won't repent. They'd rather let their sin destroy them than turn from it and surrender to God. Jesus said, God's light came into the world, but some people love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil and they hate the light and they refuse to go near to the light for fear that their sins will be exposed. And that describes most of the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Jerusalem. In the days of Jeremiah, verse 3 says, And Zedekiah the king sent Jehuchal, the son of Shelemiah, and Zephaniah, the son of Masiah, the priest, to the prophet Jeremiah, notice, saying, Pray now to the Lord our God for us, Now Jeremiah was coming and going among the people for they had not yet put him into prison. So verse 4 tells us this was before Jeremiah was put into prison. You remember back in chapter 32, Jeremiah was imprisoned for preaching God's word. So this is before that happens. It's going to talk more about his imprisonment later on in the chapter and in chapter 38. And at this point, King Zedekiah sent some of his officials to Jeremiah to ask him to pray, saying, Pray now to the Lord, our God, for us. For 40 years they've ignored Jeremiah's warnings. Now the Babylonians are outside the city wall. They're laying siege to the city. Now they're under attack. And they want Jeremiah to pray. Now they want prayer. King Zedekiah wanted God's help. He wanted God to deliver his kingdom from the Babylonians, but he was not willing to surrender his life to the Lord. He was not willing to change his ways. He was not willing to repent. He was not willing to make a a personal commitment to God in any way. Uh, much, Much like the rich young ruler in the New Testament who came to Jesus and asked Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The, the rich young ruler was interested in spiritual things. He was interested uh, in eternal life and, and going to heaven. Uh, he, he was mindful of eternity. And so he came to Jesus and he, he said, What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And the rich young ruler answered and said to Jesus, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. It's interesting, Jesus listed the commandments of the Ten Commandments that deal with our relationships with our fellow man. But he didn't mention the commandments that deal with our relationship with God and honoring God, and putting God first. And so the rich young ruler says, hey, I've I've done all these things since I was a kid. And then Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and said to him, one thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. But he was sad at this word, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. He was not willing to commit himself to Christ in that way. He wanted eternal life, but he wasn't willing to do what was necessary. He wasn't willing to take up his cross and follow Jesus. And there's many people like that. They, they want eternal life. They want to go to heaven. Uh, they, they want God to bless them. They want God to bless their life and bless their family and bless their their, their efforts, but they're not willing to surrender their life to Jesus Christ. They're not willing to make Jesus Lord and Master. They're not willing to do that. They, they, they want the blessing, but they're not willing to pay any kind of price for it or do anything that hinders the way that they want to live. And Here's Zedekiah. He, he wants Jeremiah to pray, but he's not willing to turn to God himself. And he comes and he asks Jeremiah to pray. And he comes at a point when, when the Babylonians were attacking Jerusalem and the situation was dire. It's the final months. Uh, this reminds me of, a, of another passage in the Gospels when Jesus talked about the wise man in contrast to the foolish man. If you remember that parable that he, st- he said uh, in Luke chapter 6, Jesus talks about the wise man and the foolish man. Luke chapter 6 verse 46. He says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth, or on the sand, without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Jesus makes this contrast between the wise man and the foolish man, The wise man, he builds his house upon the rock. The foolish man, he builds his house upon the sand. Uh, The idea there is in a dry riverbed of all the places to build your house. He builds his house in a wadi. builds his house in a dry riverbed. And he's fine until the rains come. Until there's a storm and the floods come. And then his house is washed away. And for the people of Judah but the people of Judah they built their house upon the sand and they were fine for 40 years but now the floods have come the Babylonians have come they flooded into the land and now they're they now they're asking Jeremiah to pray and I don't want to say it's too late to pray because it's never too late to pray but this is not the time you want to be building your house you build your spiritual house in the times of, of, of peace and safety. You don't build your spiritual house when the flood is coming down upon you. So they, they come to Jeremiah. They ask him to pray now of all times. Verse 5. Then Pharaoh's army came up from Egypt. And when the Chaldeans or the Babylonians who were besieging Jerusalem heard news of them, of the Egyptians, they departed from Jerusalem. So as the Babylonians were attacking Jerusalem and laying siege to it, the Egyptians invaded the land of Judah from the south. Uh, And so the Babylonians, they pulled back from Jerusalem to fight against the Egyptians and deal with the Egyptians. Verse 6, then the word of the Lord came to the prophet Jeremiah saying... Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Thus you shall say to the king of Judah, who sent you to me to inquire of me, Behold, Pharaoh's army, which has come up to help you, will return to Egypt, to their own land. And the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, shall come back and fight against this city, and take it and burn it with fire. Thus says the Lord, do not deceive yourselves, saying, The Chaldeans will surely depart from us, for they will not depart. For though you had defeated the whole army of the Chaldeans who fight against you, and the remain only wounded men among them, they would rise up, every man in his tent, and burn the city with fire. So the word from the Lord to King Zedekiah is essentially, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. The the Egyptians will not save you. The Egyptians will retreat back into their own land, and the Babylonians will return and continue their siege of Jerusalem and destroy it and burn it with fire. Don't think that you're off the hook with the Babylonians. Don't deceive yourself into thinking the Babylonians will not come back and Jerusalem will be spared.
0: Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more.
1: I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel, located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Look at verse 10 again. Look at the kind of the harsh language that the Lord uses here with King Zedekiah. In verse 10 he says, For though you had defeated the whole army of the Chaldeans who fight against you, and there remained only wounded men among them, they would rise up every man in his tent and burn the city with fire. Even if the Babylonian army were reduced down to only wounded men left, those wounded men will rise up and burn Jerusalem to the ground. Jerusalem is not going to escape the destruction, in other words. It's going to happen. No matter how hopeful it may look to you, it's going to happen. And it happened, verse 11. When the army of the Chaldeans left the siege of Jerusalem for fear of Pharaoh's army, that Jeremiah went out of Jerusalem to go into the land of Benjamin to claim his property there among the people remember Jeremiah was from Benjamin I remember he bought some land off of his cousin in Benjamin and uh, the Babylonians they conquered the the land or the territory of Benjamin before they laid siege to Jerusalem. On their way to Jerusalem, they passed through Babylon. Uh, But now the Babylonians have left. They've, They've left off their siege of Jerusalem temporarily. They've stopped. And so Jeremiah went to check out his property in Benjamin. People wanted to go see their property. Kind of like after a hurricane or after a natural disaster, people want to go see if their property made it, see if their house made it, see what the condition is, that kind of thing. See if it survived. And so that's what Jeremiah does. He's going to leave Jerusalem now for the first time. People can go out of the city. Jeremiah goes to leave the city. Verse 13. And when he was in the gate of Benjamin, so this would be the gate of, leading out of the city of Jerusalem toward the north, towards the territory of Benjamin. That's why it's called the Gate of Benjamin. It's the gate facing the territory of Benjamin. And as Jeremiah is going out of the Gate of Benjamin, leaving Jerusalem, a captain of the guard was there, who, whose name was Iriah, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Hananiah. And he seized Jeremiah the prophet saying, you are defecting to the Chaldeans. If you remember, Jeremiah has told the people that they should surrender to the Chaldeans if they want to live. They should surrender to the Babylonians. In fact, back in uh, chapter 21, I'll just read it to you. Chapter 21, verses 8 and 9. Now you shall say to this people, thus says the Lord, behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. He who remains in the city shall die by the sword, by famine and by pestilence. But he who goes out and defects to the Chaldeans who besiege you, he shall live and his life shall be as a prize to him. And so Jeremiah has declared the word of the Lord to the people. And he's told the people, if you want to live, surrender to the Babylonians. And we know that, that many of the people in Jerusalem and Judea did in fact defect and surrender to the Babylonians. If you look over in chapter 38, verse 19, Zedekiah the king said to Jeremiah, I am afraid of the Jews who have defected to the Chaldeans, thus they deliver me into their hand and they abuse me. So apparently many of the Jews in Judah defected to the Chaldeans. And so this guard who sees Jeremiah going out of the city, he thought Jeremiah was going out of the city to also defect to the Babylonians. And so he arrested Jeremiah. Verse 14, then Jeremiah said, Because he accused him of defecting to the Chaldeans. So Jeremiah said, false. I am not defecting to the Chaldeans. But he did not listen to Jeremiah. So Uriah seized Jeremiah and brought him to the princes. Jeremiah denied the accusation, but the guard did not believe him. He brought him to the princes. He brought him to the rulers of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And therefore the princes were angry with Jeremiah, and they struck him, and they put him in prison in the house of Jonathan the scribe, for they had made that prison. And so they beat Jeremiah, they struck him, they put him in prison, although he was innocent of the charges. Remind you of any other trial that we've been looking at lately here at church? trial of Jesus, we've been looking at that on Sunday mornings, Gospel of John, Jesus was also innocent, was mistreated, was beaten by the leaders of Jerusalem, Jeremiah was held temporarily in the house of Jonathan the scribe, that was used as a prison, Jesus was held temporarily in the house of Caiaphas, the high priest. Verse 16 says, when Jeremiah entered the dungeon and the cells, and Jeremiah had remained there many days. The word dungeon there, it means pit or hole. And the idea here, it's it's a pit where Jeremiah, you know, it's just a hole in the ground. So he can't, you know, he can't lie down or sit down really or anything. It's just this hole in the ground they use as a dungeon if you look, look down in verse 20, what Jeremiah says about this dungeon, he says to Zedekiah in verse 20, Therefore, please hear now, O my Lord the King, please let my petition be accepted before you and do not make me return to the house of Jonathan the scribe lest I die there. He's got to stay in that, in that dungeon, that pit. He's going to die there. And we're told in verse 16, that he was there many days. and We don't know how many days, but he was there long enough that he thought he would die if he had to continue.
0: We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Jeremiah. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and between work, school, family, and all of our other obligations, it's hard to find time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410 410- that number again is 410-491-4592 when you call please feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart we'd be happy to pray with and for you we also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry please tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter through the book of Jeremiah right here on Ring of Truth See the signs and I recognize her.